Common Knowledge Podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And right now, I got a very special guest, the homie, the protege, K Ryder, who just put out a new album, All This and More, on every digital streaming platform right now. K Ryder, how you doing, brother man? I'm doing all right, but uh, I got to correct that first part because really, you were the one that took care of all that. So I want to thank you for that. <laughs> all I did was all I did was write and rap, bro. That's it. All right. So, you know what? Let me give you your roses right now, because during this pandemic, you stay busy. And a lot of folks who are in any creative outlet found themselves like not doing anything creative during the whole year. They basically had off. So thank you for being active. And what advice would you give to any of these other suckers out here who just wasted their pandemic time? Oh, man. Bro, to be honest, I really wasted a lot of time in the pandemic. Well, I take back those flowers then. You loser. <laughs> no, no, I did what I could. I did what I could. But this is when I had ice cream trucks coming around. I was not in good place <laughs> at the time. But that, that, that is not an excuse, though. Not an excuse, but you know, you gotta survive too. So, <laughs> what is the major sticking point about this album? Okay, could you define sticking point a little bit better? Can you code switch for me, bro? <laughs> uh, what okay, makes okay, you sorry. so happy about this album? What makes this album special to you? Man, damn. Okay, well, I was able to express myself on. And like you pre-warned me, you know, I would lose some people, right? I got what, to address that. Lose people? What, what you mean? Friends. You and Eskoff pre-warned me, bro, when I first started rapping. And I believed you guys, but I didn't believe you. Uh, it, it's different. Believing and experiencing is different. It's so funny how you lose people when you actually start doing something productive. It's like a lot of people... People can't believe it, dude, when I tell them. I call them um like vampires, dude. They'll suck everything out of you. <laughs> it's my then... brother Masa has a song called Vampires. But yeah. Yes, they do. They're it's vampires, real. man. They'll suck all the life energy out of you and leave you just doing nothing. But then when you try to do something, a lot of folks get mad. It's like, yeah, why why are you mad? Because I'm being productive, dude. <laughs> like, why? When you do music, and I, I always find this funny, right? When you do music, when you do music or any other creative outlet. People will be so quick to down and denigrate what you do. Like it's something not positive. Well, like it's not even important at all. Like, okay, well, you just do music. Oh, you did a little rap. And it's like, yo, why are you denigrating what I'm doing? Man, I mean, okay, well, I was actually just talking to Big Yo about this. Well, uh, yesterday, last night. And, you know, like, why, why, why does this happen, you know? And he, he said it simply, you know, just people are fucking haters, man. The hate is real, man. I mean, he just made it simple. You know, he simplified it. And I guess that's what it comes down to, because there's no logical reason for it. Like, sometimes I'm like, dude, you should not be jealous of me. See that guy over there? Be jealous of him. If you're going to be jealous of somebody. I don't mean you. I mean, like, Drake or something. Because I'm not rolling in the dough. And even then, that's not my, you know, how I gauge my success, like we both say, you know. 
see, that's the problem, right? So, like, and this is another denigrating part about it. Like, people will, people will try to like gauge your success or try to tell you how to look at success. So, if you're not a Drake level, J Cole level rapper, right? They'll mm-hmm. say, well, I don't know you. You're not Drake famous. But it's like, yo, I have an ecosystem of a couple thousand fans. Well, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. say fans, just people who fuck with me. I got like a couple thousand people yep. who fuck with me, who listen to my music when I put it out. And that's and because of that, I'm able to make a little income off that. That's great. I mean, that, that's something. Enough to keep going, even that, if it's just enough to keep going. And the fact that it's a little bit more, that's fucking beautiful because I would do it even if I wasn't getting paid. Well, that's the thing, right? So the main thing is being a creative person and you put an art, any kind of medium out there. The greatest gift is somebody actually listening, watching, or reading whatever you do. That's like the first thing that brings you joy, right? And the fact that mm. people are listening to it makes you want to put out more, but people will try to like gauge your success. Well, you're not making a million dollars. And my, my retort is, Bitch, you're not making a million dollars. So like, <laughs> nah, that's the best. That's the best fucking retort. What like, if they are though? Well, see, if you're making a million dollars, then cool. Teach me how to make a million dollars. But most of the people who are hating on you will be the ones who ain't doing shit. Like they're making twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars a year. I had this argument with somebody in America. I ain't gonna call their name, but like, he was, they was like, "Well, when you going to get a real job?" I was like, "What you mean, real job? That's kind of dismissive of what I'm doing, man. I'm doing music. Music is my business." And they was like, "Well." I mean, come on, dog. You're not making a million. I'm like, well, dude, how much you make a year? Like, honestly, I made thirty six thousand. I'm like, bro, I make way more than you. <laughs> like, so, so are you a loser? Because you're not making a million. No, you're not looking at it like that. It's just people are mind warped into thinking that, yo, you got to do something real. If it ain't a nine to five, it ain't real. I'm like, dude, I'm making way more than thirty six over here in Japan. But to him, uh, hey man, you're not making a million. So why are you doing music? It's like, dude. It's the whole remnants of a slave mentality. I'm not even mean like black slave. I'm just talking about like slave to the corporation. Like they feel like if you're not doing to a the man, five, yeah, yes, if you're not doing a nine to five, then for some reason your work is not valid. But why is it valid when you're a hustler? In some in some, I'm not saying culture is in hip hop because you know this culture exists everywhere. So what do you mean by hustler? Like in the areas where, okay, hustler as in any kind, uh, let's say jackers, trappers, kidnappers, um, killers, you know, for hire, all that shit. Okay, see, here's the thing, right? Why, I are, think, why are those people respected? Wait, 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 wait. I think, I think, see, this is the misconception, right? When you say hustlers, right? A hustler mm-hmm. is somebody who is grinding something hard. something for nothing for me. No, nah, not even, yeah. some, see, that's not even the definition of a hustler, man. The hustler is somebody who's working hard and going out to get in the best way he can. So you can be mm-hmm. a corporate man, you can be a salary man or somebody in corporate America hustling their ass off. You know, I think we've gotten the pejorative term of hustler to think of a drug dealer or jacker, a robber, a shooter or the shata. We think about that, <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. the hustler is just the hustler <laughs> mentality. Like you're going it's out there true. working hard. Thanks for reminding me, bro. Cause that's, that's actually true. I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. Cause I use that word a lot too. You know, with music, we're like, we're in a hustle hard. Yes. Big yo, I was just telling him yesterday, you know, mad props for fucking, making legal hustling sound cool. Well, I mean, like I said, the hustle doesn't have to be inherently illegal is my point. It's like, you can hustle for anything. But somehow it kind of became kind of like that. I'll tell you why. Why? White folks have impeccable branding. 
Oh, okay, okay. No, nobody, nobody believes when I say this, but like... You know what? If it means anything, I do. And you know I do. <laughs> you know I do. Yeah, I always go back to like, gangster rap wasn't a thing. Yeah, that's what... that. But that's what I tell people too, see? Yeah. yeah. I said it was called reality rap. It's reality rap. And it then... Was. And then, to try to stop it, they gave it a scary name. Well, you know, I ain't gonna say to stop it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, to stop. You're right. To stop yes. it. To, to, to demonize it. They gave it a scary it name. A very, it was a very real fucking threat to them. God bless the threats. Just being black in America is a threat. Like, seriously, blackness yeah. is a threat. And, and nah. it's something that everybody has to admit in America. Like, that's why black people are disproportionately killed by the police officers because, hey, blackness is seen as an inherent threat. Different. Black. Ah! <laughs> honest, KK, honest question. Is that getting better or worse? Talking about what? Like what? What? What's getting better or worse? Um, the racial injustice, like the innocent killing of people, of uh, black folks. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna code switch for you, bro, and say, you know, the inner city youth and the, you know, <laughs> the urban, you know, the urban, <laughs> the urban youth, yeah, the urban youth, <laughs> know, the uh, urban youth. Okay, yeah, I put it like it's this, not man. A, it's sad. It's not a laughing matter. Okay, so here's the truth. The truth of the matter. Yeah. As, as I see it, and somebody right. might disagree, but as I see it, this is the problem. Fuck him. Yeah. So um, progress is not a linear thing. What I mean by linear is, like, just because it's 2021 doesn't mean we're better than the 60s, right? So all this has been going oh, on okay. since the conception of America. Since the conception of America, uh, black people have been marginalized, beat, and abused, right? So you got like mm. these things called incremental changes, like where, you know, okay, no slavery anymore, but we still gonna fuck up black people, beat them, lynch them, rape them, rob them, right? So then some you more get, shit. Right, so then you get into the 60s, where, okay, you know what? All right, we shouldn't, you know, we gotta fight for civil rights, we shouldn't be uh, doing that shit. So then the 70s, you got the, the civil rights push, where you know what? We can't lynch, we shouldn't call you uh, the N-word, to well, like, okay, now the 70s, like, oh, civil rights, you can vote. You got voters' rights, but then it goes to, like, redlining, predatory lending, uh, prison industrial complex. We're going to do mass incarceration. Three strikes, you're out, right? So it's always nah. progress, but it's always these other little flip sides to keep Black people down. So it's a constant struggle, but it all boils down to Blackness is a threat in America. Man, what is it, though? Is it is it that, okay, like we both said, there is, okay, you know what? You could tell a very funny story if you want to. I know you know what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say it for you because that's your shit that you know about, not me. But I'm actually you know, like we said, Okay, there's no half black. Oh, no. Hell no. Now, you remember <laughs> the baby? You remember the baby? Oh, yeah, yeah. The baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm you can tell the story you want to, man. You got it. No, no, hey. man. It's your story to tell. You're, no, the, you host tell of, you're the host of this podcast. I. It makes no sense for me to tell that story. Go ahead, tell it, man. Go ahead. Seriously, I'll, I'll, <laughs> chime, I'll chime in. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. Stop me if I'm wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. Apparently, some some dude who is a friend of one of your friends had a baby, mm -hmm. and he was very excited about it. Like, I have a baby. So, you guys. <laughs> Wait, it's hard to tell though. Okay, okay. So you guys went over there. And you went in there, you saw the baby, and you knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, this dude 
didn't see anything wrong. Now, mm-hmm. who's? it's not wrong. More, it's not, uh, actually, it is morally wrong, kind of, in, in that way, <laughs> when we think about it. But, you, you know, uh, basically, let's just cut to the chase. You kept, you were about to say something, and your friends kept nudging you. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as dude leaves, you're like, hey, man, that's a black baby. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. Like, there's no such thing as like uh half wasn't black. logic, right? So what it now? wasn't logic, right? Like you know, logic. Okay, here's the thing, right? It was a logic type situation, right? Like when the baby was fair skinned and stuff like that. But look, man. You can tell us logic. Yeah, is... you know a black baby I when you see tell. a black baby. And I here, can't okay. tell logic. Well, here's the thing, right? There is well, race is amorphous anyway. Black is, and white are super amorphous. And what I mean by that is the definition changed to fit the people who want to let white people in or keep black people out. So, like, you got black and white, and then everybody in between got to kind of navigate that. So, like, in Italy, mm. right, once you get, like, southern of Rome, all those Italians are super, super dark. And you can say, oh, man, those people are black, right? But when you go to northern mm. Italy... Those people are super fair-skinned, and you can say they're white. Now, both Italians, but one people can be, like, put in the black category, and some people can put in the, the white category. You know Johnny Cash, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Actually, I actually listened to some of his stuff after you... Actually, I was put on it before. I was put on it before, and then you reminded me, and then I went back and listened. I think, actually, the one that you did on Tokyo Station Spade... It's about Cocaine Blues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was performed in prison, apparently. That's yeah. why they were going crazy. Yeah, Warriors Prison. Uh, but his first wife was accused of being black. Now, I'm not going to lie. If you what look at her, fuck? I could be like, yeah, <laughs> I can see that, right? But she was Italian. Let her tell it, right? She's like, no, I'm What's Italian. What's wrong with being black? Wait, wait, so it was illegal to be black at the time during well, that era? Well, here's the thing, right? That's the thing about racism, right? It's illogical, right? Technically, it... Was it illegal? Yeah. Interracial marriage wasn't illegal. So, like, uh, that's the okay, thing. Okay, I see. Oh, it, okay. Interracial marriage was illegal at the time. Yes. Okay, okay. I see. Yeah, see, dude, everything I know about America is pretty much just from people like you that I know. So, I had no idea. God. See, that's the thing, right? When you start looking at some of this, 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 uh, this history of America... And you start looking at it at his face, a lot of shit was just inherently racist. But people want to forget about that part. Like, yo, it was illegal for interracial marriage. That shit crazy. Like, yo, you couldn't marry who you love. But it was okay for the white dudes to rape the black girls, right? Of course. Right. Part for the course. But <laughs> no. if it was the other way around, oh man, he oh, you get, get skinned. Yeah, yeah, you get lynched. No, worse, worse, yeah. worse, man. Nothing, not that much worse than lynching, but yeah. And matter of fact, lynched. you don't even have to. You don't even have to rape. You can whistle, and you don't yeah. even have to whistle. That's Emmett Till. Like he didn't you like. Don't, you don't even have to whistle. Yeah, she lied about that, man, which was a crazy thing, right? The uh, lady. I like how Dave Chappelle put it, though. Yeah, Emmett like, Till whistled. Thank it. you, thank you for telling the truth, so that it could be justified. But still, you know. <laughs> yeah, thank you and fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, thank you and fuck you. <laughs> And that's part of the black experience, man. Like when you're asking the question, is it getting better? Yes, it's getting better. But sometimes it has to get better by being worse. Like these body cams that are showing black people being killed, it's needed. Because this is something like black folks been going through forever, I say. Forever. But it's always dismissive because people didn't see it. 
So like, once right. again, this is something that me and my dad talked about when I was eight years old, about how the police would fuck me up, lie about a police report, you know, cause that stuff they dealt with, you know, growing mm. up in the South, the deep South, man. My family from yeah. Arkansas grew up on, my dad grew up on a plantation. So like, they know shit. That's the thing, man. People don't know that shit. It's like, that's why it, it, it kind of fucks me up when I hear that. Cause like, you know, man, you're like my brother, dude. Like, seriously. So when I hear that shit, it's like, man, that was not that long ago. It is not I know, that long my, ago. I know if, you know, my mom grew up on a plantation, that would affect me, you know? Well, you know, does it affect me personally? Yes. Does it? Okay, this is how it affects me. It kind of reflects my view on life. It, it, it shapes my way I see um, life and racial... Um, and racial interaction. Like, I would say, I would like to think that I'm a super progressive guy who's welcoming of any race. However, I do mm-hmm. got, like, preconceived notions and biases that I try to deal with. Like, like look, I, I know I'm not, like, that's straight real. race that's real. when it comes that's to everything. Real. So I have to, like, check myself a lot of times. Like, basically, and that's like, how we, that's how you, I know that you're a real person. Because, you, you know, when you can admit to that kind of stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. It's I got like, a lot of blind yeah. spots. Yeah, yeah. when you can admit to that kind of stuff, like like I always say, when someone says they don't make mistakes, I'm like, you just made your first one. You know? Oh, yeah. Somebody say I don't make no mistakes. I'm never wrong. Yeah, that's an idiot. Oh, right. I was going to say this, too. I know what you mean about the, the linear thing, because history repeats itself, right? It does. Kind of. I mean, well, I will say it repeats itself, but it echoes itself. Like, you will see, like, remnants of history. Ah, uh, that's like, a better way of saying it. Echo. Yeah. Because, um, if you don't really deal with the problem, the problem always going to come up. You can keep putting these band-aids on it, but until you actually like look head on with the problem and admit the problem and try to fix the problem, the problem's still going to be there. And that's why you keep on seeing like remnants of this. Cause once again, the thing with uh, all these police killing black people, you need to make some legislation because you're not going to be able to legislate racism out of the hearts of people. People still going to be racist. So what you can do is throw deterrence in there. So when people do do racist shit, there's some recourse. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, bro. Me too. I struggle, I struggle with these things, you know, here. Of course, you're human. And thank God that I, I know some, a lot of cool, cool Japanese. And not just that, but a lot of them really support us. And when you get to know them, they're human. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing my I'm doing my part too. I feel because I actually open a lot of uh, people's minds to what you guys, you know, you guys, me, uh, me, not as much as you. Like you're gonna have a hard time finding finding an apartment. True, true, true. I mean, okay, we're Fact, so, facts, right? Yeah, let's talk about the racism that. in Japan, right? Because it's always this thing that people don't know what the racism is like in Japan, like. Yeah, people always ask weird. me, is, J- is Japan racist? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, racism is everywhere, right? You already got prejudiced racism here, but yeah, what you just said is a, a real concern. I have to go to certain companies in order to rent apartments. Like some of what was specifically say, no, we don't rent to foreigners, especially black foreigners. <laughs> yeah. It's an added Man, layer yeah. talk about blackness. It's very blatant. Okay, you know what? Before we even talk about that, though, like one thing that happened to you and me together and mm. i'm gonna tell this story and stop me if it makes you feel uncomfortable but no 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 go for it we were going to the bank because you was opening up an account and i was going with you <laughs> man that ain't shit bro. and 
it pissed me the hell off because, all right, I had opened up an account there already and I knew the processes and everything, so I went with you. And for those of y'all don't know, K-Rider is half American, half Japanese, right? So he has American features. However, you can see the Japanese in him. It's not like it's just like totally hidden. I don't, I don't fit as white though, right? That's a problem. Not all Japanese people are fair skinned. You have olive skin. You know, I always make the, the joke that you're you look Greek, like <laughs> like a Greek dude, guy. Dude, 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 dude. I dude, dude. There is some. There is some. I think. I knew it. Apo- I knew it, man. With those bite with Iran, Iran. Those three DNA tests. Yep, fucked up, right, guys? Listening, I know, but I ran those DNA tests, and the one that it hit, the person doesn't know much, but apparently there's some Greek in there. There you go. Because I always like, man, this man is Greek. But we went to the bank account. We went to the bank to open up an account, and the first time the lady asked uh, Ken, like, "Hey, so where are you from?" And he was like, "Yo, I'm Japanese. I'm a Japanese citizen." Right. Five minutes later, she's like, "Yeah, so um, where are you from again?" He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, look, I'm Japanese. That wasn't mad though, right? So the third time, she's like, and uh, where you from? I snap, like, yo, the man is Japanese. Like, stop asking where you from. He's Japanese. I had to calm you down. Yeah, I, I was mad as hell, down. bro. I was hot. I was like, man, just leave it, leave it. Uh, you know, I was so hot. I'm this like, is yo, normal. How many times the man gonna tell you he's Japanese? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I was while hot. you're looking, while you're looking at his, while you're looking at his Japanese citizenship. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you see the card. The card says I'm Japanese. Why the fuck are you keep quoting? Like, yo, do you not believe the card you're looking at? Display. DJ L Spader, yeah, this place proudly level. presenting to you. You ready? K Rider, new album. Turn the lights All on. this and Turn more. The On all digital streaming platforms, May 7th. This is the thing, though, bro. That's partly my. It's it's partly my fault too. And I will say this because, like you said, sometimes you know, all of us, all of us that are like me, we tend to use our upbringing as a crutch as to why we can't do things sometimes. Ah. I've never been sent to school, kindergarten, uh, this school, that school, that school. I've never, not even once in my fucking life. So, I mean, any Japanese I know, you know, I, I learned inside, crash course. I, I learned quite a bit, though, enough to rap the way I do so now. You're Japanese. talking, man, but tell the people, because uh, you're leaving out details for the people. So when you're saying that you don't know Japanese, why don't you know Japanese? Uh, the fastest explanation is I was born in a sex cult, which pretty much... In order to manipulate you, they will keep you shielded from the world. Now, mm. at one point, it was broken up into like three different categories, and the, we were the most strict one. Now, the lower ones, you could still go to school. Like the second one, I'm pretty sure you could have sex with people that weren't in the cult, which is weird for a sex cult. They only stopped having sex with outsiders when AIDS came around. They're like, oh, we don't want that. That would destroy us. <laughs> <laughs> the positive we side might, of we, AIDS. Since 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 uh we got this, since we put out um publications that tell you to suck Jesus's dick, literally, um, and all kinds of things like that, maybe Jesus will get AIDS too. 
you actually sent me that publication that said like suck Jesus dick. I was like, yo, really? Like this right, is what they was right. doing? Oh that that is why I respect my father. Because well, my stepdad, he left for that reason when that came around. Now, had he not, I don't know how I, how I'd be able to kind of look him in the eye right now, you know? Right, right, right. So that's why As you can't man. speak Japanese though, because you grew up in that situation. So yeah, so anybody's but, but wondering. Not, that's why. But neither did you. Neither did you. You didn't. You speak great Japanese, and you've only been here for how long? So you're kind of like proof that if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, but I gotta give you that. Yeah, but let's be honest though, like. You're not going to know every word in Japanese, just like I don't know every word in English, right? But your Japanese has come a long way. And when you say it in the inside, uh, I don't want to tell your story, but what do you mean by inside? Um, what happened was I got raided um, by TMPD. That's a Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department. Um, and to make it simple, no comment, man. So There you go. I mean, <laughs> man. Basically, you you did a reverse Takashi six nine, huh? I got a reverse Takashi six nine. It's like also my upbringing has to do with it. In the in the long run, first I don't talk to them because that's been you know instilled in me after other experiences, right? Very black of so you. I don't. Mm-hmm. Not black. You're the one who told me eighty percent of people out here are snitching on people, and like yeah. we both know. If no one was snitching, no one would be getting caught. That's the thing, right? 85% of police work is done on the snitch. That's why I fucking hate snitches. Yes. That's why snitches get stitches. You know, I'm glad you actually said that because that's a misconception when people be like, oh, man, nobody snitched. No snitching rule. Like, psh, bruh, if people didn't snitch, how are these folks getting caught? Fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> how are these folks getting caught? Nobody yeah. snitching. It's like, yeah, man, like uh, my ex-girlfriend a long time ago, I remember there was one year when a bunch of people got busted. And she was like, well, next year probably won't be that bad, huh? I was like, nah, next year, they're going to come get everybody that these dudes snitched on. Facts. I'm pretty sure me and you both know some people in this country that wouldn't, you know? But Yeah, I know a few, yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I think I know we know the same person. Yeah. But, um, yeah, me, I, I just, when it, came, when it came to who, when, what, where, that kind of stuff, no. Uh, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment. And they're like, you're going to get longer sentence if you do that. And I was like, I know, whatever, no comment. Then the judge said, because you've never been to school, because you've never learned the Japanese culture and stuff either. They had me thinking I was going to go to like some kind of school or something. I was kind of happy at first till I realized, holy shit, it's fucking prison. Like it's, it's literally, I think apparently they might have tore it down now. According to what one of our very good supporters, Welfare Hatch, shout out Hatch, was saying. Shout out Hatch. But, um, yeah, because he lives around there, I think. But um, it's a place called Kurihama, and they call it Naku Kurihama, which means cry, because it breaks a lot of people. Now, the thing is, the messed up part is, it's like from ages 14 to 28, because you got like killers and shit in there doing long bids, right? Now, if you're Japanese and you're in there, it's your fourth bid or your fifth bid, or you kidnap someone, or you, you know, shank someone up or carved them up or something like that. But us, we're just gaijin. Like, what's a gaijin for the people who don't know what a gaijin oh, is? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, gaijin, you're right, you're right. Uh, gaijin means outsider. And it's a commonly used term here in Japan, but the correct term is gaikokujin, which means foreigner. But yeah, they'll throw that gaijin word around like crazy. Now, the gaijins, 
have all kinds of strict rules. Like, for example, you can have you can see the Japanese talking to each other right in front of the guards. Nothing happens. However, us, we say one word to each other and they catch it. We're going to we're going to solitary confinement. And then after that, we're getting our sentence extended a month, if not three. So it's very racist. I mean, they put a lot, a little extra shit in there. Like, uh, Japanese don't have to tuck their shirts in. Gaijins do. Um, when you first get in there, they throw you into solitary confinement. After you spread your ass cheeks and show them there's nothing in your asshole and all that, right? Gotta do that, yeah. And, yeah, gotta do it. And afterwards, they put you inside of this place called the fourth dorm. Of course, it has to be number four. And the only people that are in there is solitary confinement. And the killers... On the date of the people that they killed, they have to go into mourning. Where you have to finish one fourth of your sentence in the breaking block, the most strict block, and where the most people try to show out and all that. But afterwards, the Japanese move on and go into their other dorms where they can be more relaxed, have more privileges. But the Gaijins will stay in First West from the beginning to the end. I see it, right? It's racist. It's real racist, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. I I really didn't even want to start talking about it because it's such a big rabbit hole. Like I could I could literally continue for it forever. Yeah. So that's your upbringing, right? So uh, like a lot of people, when we went to the bank. They was always asking like, "Yo, why is your accent American?" So like that, and it's basically because you was homeschooled through the, your whole yeah. upbringing. And then when you got of age, man, you had to do this ridiculously strict bid uh, in Japanese prison. But you got out of that. And you bounce back from there. I, man, crazy. Uh, quite a few people have actually told me, like, you know what? You came out all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what because, is all right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. Came, came out all right. Like, they thought I would be back by this time, you know? Like, they didn't see me changing. And really, that's why I always say it's you. Because, you know, you gave me the opportunity to do music and want to stay outside. You know what I mean? Man, stop that shit. Don't give me that credit, doubt. Like, that ain't me. Nah, change it's yourself, very real, bro. It's nah, very real. Nah, doubt. Nah, we're not going to do that. Like, yo, you change yourself, man. Like, don't give me that credit. Because that's something everybody got to choose for themselves, man. Like, I, I didn't change you. Only thing I did was a dude who had music. <laughs> and you that's made, all I like, needed. That's all I needed. You, that's all you needed for yourself, man. It wasn't me. Like I said, give yourself that credit, dude. Because once again, can't nobody change you. You can only change yourself. And that goes back to the whole, once you start changing yourself, you're going to lose some friends and some people and some weight, man. I look at people like rocks. Like, seriously, if either you are a rock or your motivation. Yep. If you're a rock, then you're just an obstacle. Then I will smoke you. <laughs> no, then I will smoke that rock. I, I smoke up this rock. I will catch it and smoke up it. stone, and I will catch it and smoke it. Smoke of it. But no, that's the thing. Either you're going to go around the rock, go over the rock, push the rock. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, pushing that rock is going to get you tired. Sometimes going around it is better. Sometimes going over it is better. But like when you start doing stuff for yourself, man, that's when you start seeing like who's really right. You can't carry it. You, can, yeah, like, you can. You can carry the rock, but it's going to like beat you down. You can't go as far as yeah. you could go because it's, you're carrying this damn well, rock. If you're smoking it while you were carrying it, you might be all right. I know. Right? If you smoke up the rock while you're carrying <laughs> okay, the rock. I'm just kidding. But yeah, get more energy. No, yeah. For real, for real. I mean, people don't understand this thing, and I have to explain this to people because you're 100% right every time you say it, and people don't realize this. I know, basically, dude, I'm like the last one left that I feel like that I know from a long time ago that isn't, you know, doing a big bid, 
and isn't dead, uh, you know, hasn't overdosed and died or hasn't committed suicide, hasn't, you know, out of people I know and stuff, hasn't Mm -hmm. accepted. Like, I know so many people that will even tell me, bro, it's just going to be a part of your life forever, man. Once you do it, you know how it is. Like, you do it once, you'll never be the same again. Mm -hmm. I refuse. I refuse. Just, just to clarify for the people, you're saying there, you're talking about uh, drug use, right? Yeah, any kind uh-huh. of hard drugs. Um, I would say, um, I would say one of the most addictive is probably crystal, because the thing is, like cocaine, it releases. I forgot what the level was of dopamine, right? Like an orgasm is like this much or something, and cocaine is higher than that, and then crystal, it, it just flies off the charts way over coke like they people that have done that laugh at coke pretty much they'll do it when there's nothing else and they'll just crave other things now same as hair on well th- that's the thing right uh and i think we're not sympathetic to our brothers and sisters who are battling addiction man because like, like i tell everybody most people who are addicted they don't want to be addicted and I would say no, we don't. here in Japan, man, it's a lack of resources for people to actually, because um, it's stigmatized, right, here. So mm. it's, it's not a lot of resources and rehab centers for people to go. Like, this country is so, like, weird on a lot of shit, right? Like, even, yeah, like, even for sex, right? In America, right, there is free clinics everywhere, man. If you get the clap or gonorrhea, you just go to the clinic, get your wee-wee checked out. Or your JJ mm. checked out. Get some medicine, man. Keep it moving, right? Like getting a uh, HIV test every three months is just part of your physical. Like that was something I just did anyway. Like yo, just for health reasons. Cause it's just, it's just that. But when I came to Japan, man, it was like so stigmatized and like what? You you even think you have an STD? Oh, I can't talk to you. I'm like, no. Well, bro, aren't you fucking? They do. But, they do too, man. They're crazy about it. Like, dude, it's like you everybody know. here fucking. But when you talk about getting an STD test for health reasons, they're like, oh, you can't do that. Because they got special clinics here that you got to go to get that shit done. Yeah, they do. They got one one, uh, close mouth. It's Yeah. yeah. It's like (laughs) if you go there, people look at you and demonize you and and the shame is so real. I'm like, no, dude. But it's like like you're here too. Yes. It's like, come on. We all fucking. (laughs) Like. But that's the same thing with the rehab places, though. Like, if so, you're looking for help for the rehabs, there are, like, not many resources here because it's kind of taboo to even to admit you're going through that. Yep, yep. Man, dude, I have considered doing, I have considered going. I know where it is. It's in Matsudo. Mm-hmm. I have considered going. But it costs 250,000 yen a month. Because it's not part of your regular health care. Because it's stigmatized. Like, one thing about America, right? Health insurance mm-hmm. is kind of hard to get, but once you got health insurance, man, if you want to get an STD test, it's all included. Here, not so much, man. You got to like, if you want a chlamydia test- What about fights? What about That's going to cost you some mine. So what now? What about fights in America? If you get into a fight, does that, and, you know, healthcare? Oh, no, healthcare is just healthcare. Yeah, if you get in a fight and you get injured and you got a healthcare, yeah, nobody cares. Uh, here? Nah, man. If you fight and you get your- Shit real fucked up, your your insurance is still not gonna cover that. This country is so progressive while being regressive at the same time, man. And um, so yeah, I just want to yeah, say that I understand that. I always say that, man, about the you know, it's like a hundred years ahead in technology, way of thinking, hundred years behind. Facts. 
Facts. sometimes, you know, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to, I, I do want to say about the racism in Japan, at least my experiences. I grew up being called a bakagaijin, you know, normally at the park. And so, bakagaijin means stupid, stupid foreigner. <laughs> well, baka is what you don't call anyone, you know, but bakayaro is a level up. That's like kind of like a stupid ass motherfucker. You know, you can say bokeh, you can say I think bokeh is the, the worst one. Yeah. Bokeh. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, dude. Yep. That that one, that one, yeah, set me off on <laughs> Me too, actually. I got called a bokeh. And I was like, yo, no, <laughs> we don't do this. Off. Oh, bro. It's I the went. way they say it. It's the way Bruh. it's the way they do it. When they roll the R's, when yeah. they roll the R's, it's it's kind of more just like a tough guyness, but no, because there's people that roll their R's that don't play either. Okay, you know, it's, that's the thing, right? So, like, the worst thing they ever happened to me and the best thing they ever happened to me is when I started speaking Japanese and I realized what folks were really saying about me, I was like, damn, this is, this it's is what It's the worst think? and best. It's the best the worst and worst and thing ever. Because there's been a couple of situations where me and you've been on the train and we're talking, we're speaking English and we're just having a good time. Then some Japanese people around us don't know that we can speak Japanese and they say something then we got to go check them. Like, yo, not today. Well, the thing is, see, me, I have my my good days and bad days. And, we all do. But you, you're more, the thing is, I think, because you're black from America, it's like you stand for something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you I, feel what I'm saying? I, I should too, but you really stand for something. And I really respect that. But, you know, like you said in your song. I, I work on a code of respect. Because, okay, now I, tell, I never told this story. So this is my thing, right? When I first came to Japan, I told myself, look, I'm going to learn the culture. I'm going to learn everything ins and outs because I feel like it's disrespectful to come to any country and not actually, you know, immerse yourself in the culture. So I told myself, yes, like, sir. Yes, I'm going to immerse myself in the culture. Now, it was this one time I went out to karaoke with this group of Japanese people. And this one Japanese dude, he punked me. And I ain't going to say he punked me intentionally, how, but how, culturally. How? Right, because we was in there, he was saying a little slick stuff. And then one time he kind of like grabbed my face and I slapped his hand out. I'm like, what you doing? And then the other people around me was like, oh, calm down, Marcus, calm down. So I was like, huh, all right. Oh, now, you guys get shook this easy, right? Yeah, I was like, huh, okay. Because <laughs> the thing is, right, dude was talking real salty until I was like, nah, man, this ain't what it's going to be, bro. I don't know who you're talking about. Because I feel like this, man. The only thing I got in life is my damn respect. If you take that away from me, though, I ain't got nothing. Like, seriously. Like, if you're if you're born like me and born like you, yeah. You work on the paradigm that, look, man, I got to protect myself dignity, right? Under no mm-hmm. circumstance. So I told myself, like, look, if it comes to the point that anybody in this country tries to disrespect me again, I'll go home for that. Like, I will fuck you dude, up and go home. No, nah, man, don't do that shit. <laughs> well, dude. that's the thing, right? So that's my paradigm. So you're right. That's, that's why me. sometimes I go check people before you exactly. do something. <laughs> But that's me in America, you've, too. You've seen it. You've yeah, seen I it. have. You're like, man, this guy, da, 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 da. Before you even finish, I will go there and I'll check out. <laughs> not physically, but I'll put them in their place of words and they'll get off at the next day at the next stop. Yeah. You've like, done yeah. it many times. Yeah. 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 I knew you would do that, punk ass bitch. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, right? Uh, I feel like in Japan, man, the threat of getting your ass kicked is not really permanent. Because in America, right, it's always a constant oh, fear man, that somebody's going to beat your ass. Or they have a gun mm-hmm. or something like that. But I work on the same mm-hmm. thing, is right. I'm the same person I am in Japan as I am in America. But I've calmed down a whole lot since I've been to Japan. Like 
<laughs> because lot. there aren't those threats, right? As exactly. Well. The threats are not there. And plus, you know who pose who people that do pose a threat, oh, right? When you see them. A real recognized real dude. Like I said, like people right? like, can like I kick every met... Japanese person? Ask hell. Now, I've met some people who like, like right, right. You yeah. told me that you've yeah. met the ones that are like, ah, oh, this guy is a G. <laughs> I mean, we know a couple guys. Like this guy, yeah, like one guy, I think you know what I'm talking about. But that guy, oh, he real. Oh, yeah, like, I'm like, oh yeah. Real, yeah, I mean, dude. He's fucking real. Yeah, like I ain't, I ain't fucking with that guy. But that's that's the thing. You're right. I, I gotta have a code of respect and didn't because I feel like there's nowhere I should be able to go where I'm not afforded respect. And once again, I try to pick and choose and calm down more because me too. Sometimes me too so it much. is cultural. Like sometimes some cultural mishaps. So I give everybody a chance to like. You know, maybe talk, but some things we just ain't gonna do. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, bro. If we were, if we were to check everyone that did some racist shit to us in this country every day, how would we finish our day? Yeah, you can't mentally function like that because you always be checking people. You can't function. Yeah, yeah. you would be checking people twenty four seven. Yes. You know, and it's sometimes it's one of those like passive um, racist stuff where Japanese people think they're being witty, cool, and funny. Like, no, dude, you being super racist. Remember that time we was in Rapongi and we were shooting that music video? Oh, yeah. I love that shit. You and... got to him before I could. <laughs> you were behind me. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll catch him with the front if he does it again. Before I could even do that, boom, I get pushed out of the way. Bah! Smack that guy open-handed. I know why you did that, because I told you. Open hands are legal in Japan. Exactly. Like, and you, you know damn that? well they can knock someone out with those. You know, his thing about the open hand, the open hand is so disrespectful, right? Like, it is. <laughs> like it, it is, bro. Or the back of the head? The back of the head? Yeah, don't oh, yeah, yeah. You can't slap the back of the head. I've done the head. back of the head a lot. Yeah, once you told me that open hand slaps was legal, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And, and it's disrespectful. I'm like, Psh. all right, if it gets to the point, yeah, man, I'm going to slap the hell out of him. Yeah, I'm like, yo, this is perfect for me. Thank you. Because I know you were no, I'm in the ring before. I was in the ring, but so you don't, you don't have a license, right? No, no, not because the Japanese law is if you have that and you fight, it, it's a armed assault. I was never good enough to be pro, man. I never wanted to go pro. Like my uh, my amateur record ain't that great, but I tell people I didn't train for the ring. I trained for the streets. <laughs> so that's, that's my right. whole thing. Like, yeah, man, I'm telling you, bro. Like, it's true because what you said, what you were telling me about, like the leg kick. The funny thing is. I've had a lot of people do the leg kicks, but they don't know how to do it right. When you don't know how to do it right, it doesn't work. But if you know how to do it right, oh boy. Like I'm pretty sure if you gave me a leg kick, it would I would just buckle. Uh, you know, I had my um I never forget this guy. Uh, you can he's my Facebook friend. You can go look him up. Torian Whitlow, him and his mm. brother uh, were kickboxing trainers at this place I went to, UFK, and uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. And I never forget, man, the first time that I caught one of them guys' legs, I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> like life changed. Bruh. Corey, I, mean, I can't do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Will like gave me a round kick, bro, to like the back of my leg, dog. And all oh, my shit just God, fell down, bro. I was just like, yo, man. this was a pain that I never felt in my life. Matter of fact, this is how cold Torian was, man. And I never like after this, after this happened. I wouldn't start training. I'm like, this will never happen to me again. I was sparring against this guy. Now, Torian's like 6'4", 6'2", right? Mm -hmm. And we were sparring. He's like, yo, I oh, ain't got shit, no. that's a big leg. That's a big leg. This was a disrespectful thing. He had no pads on. 
no leg pads. So he's like, yo, I ain't got no leg pads on. You got leg pads. So I'll tell you what, I ain't going to do no round kicks. I'm just going to do side kicks and punch. So I'm like, bet, I got an advantage now. You know, you know what this motherfucker did? So disrespectful. Just kept you in the same place. This motherfucker punched my legs. No, he just punched right. my legs. Like we were sparring, and like oh, he was oh, just just to punk you out, pretty just much. Just to like, punk me out, that I was. I don't have to hit your body. All yeah. I got to do is hit your legs, bro. He was like giving oh, me that man. work. Like I was sparring against him. I thought I was good because I was getting ready for a fight. I thought I was good, man. I, I know, sparring. I know, you can throw hands. So, Damn. and I was inside trying to man, dude, just outclassed me to the point, man. He started punching my legs. I'm like, bro, never again. Fucking like man. you know how disrespectful that is. For somebody to punch that your legs. That is disrespectful, bro. <laughs> like, bro. That's what I knew. Like, I'd never go pro. If this dude punching my legs. <laughs> nah. I wanted to grab a chair and fuck him up, man. But I'm like, no. Tori stay it's strapped. in the ring. I know, right? Oh, Tori stay strapped, too. Oh, man, dude. Dude is a, a G among Gs when it comes to that, to that oh, stuff. Okay. Like, like, once okay. again, not fair, dog. You can fight and you got guns? Come on, dog. Music rise, you like rap. And all right, first let me ask you, what do you think about the current crop of rappers, content in rap, and the direction of rap music right now? They usually say if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But I'll go ahead and say it. I don't know what's real and fake anymore. But I'm assuming 90% is fake. I don't like seeing lean when there's no more lean being made. Right. Like all this dyed hair kind of, I don't know. I, that's okay too. What you do with your hair is your choice. But like the whole code of silence thing too is like being thrown out the window and it's all fashion now too, as far as that goes. See, and I you make an argument about. that- You if know if what you, I'm talking I about. I make yeah. an argument that if you're a rapper, then you have no code of silence. I will make that argument for anybody. Like I feel like if you're a rapper, you should not rap by yeah. anything you're actively doing. So if you're going to talk about anything, you should be out of any illegal activity you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I understand, but at the same time, I don't know because I don't, I've never been in, you know, one of those gangs. So I don't know where you draw the line because we know that, uh, what is it? Like Snoop, Trady, like, oh, you know, a lot of people that are OGs, you know, that were Crips. And people knew this. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess they did code it, though, from the depths of the sea, right? No one understood that shit. It was so funny. Everyone, I remember that. Everyone used to listen to that shit. They literally thought he was talking about the sea. Like the ocean. Like, no, man. Being in a gang is not illegal. Like, people always get that twisted. Like, you can be in a gang. Like, the Hell's Angels are a gang. That's true. I know what you mean. Or if that was the case, it could be like, you know what, guys? Okay. You know what? Let's go to Grape Street. <laughs> exactly. We're going to get all them all, up. All of them. We're gonna get them all guys. Yeah. So do you think rap now is less real? Well, no, not necessarily because they're like, you have open eyes, some people that, oh shit, so they are about it, about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I don't follow rap. I don't follow rap nowadays. If I do, I feel like, I don't know, I'm just not interested. I'm I'm really not that much interested. Now, if someone can't interest me, then, you know, like, okay, uh, when you recommended, that's why I ask you, because 
I know that when you recommend something, it usually never fails ever. Like when you were like Yellow Wolf and DJ Paul made a album, I was like, okay, shit, I gotta go check that. Yeah. So people get on to me about that because I'm a Yellow Wolf fan. Like people always go, you're a Yellow Wolf fan. Man. Oh, oh that's true. Oh, look, man, look, like that's folks, sad. folks are hard on Yellow Wolf, bro. Like I'm like, did you hear? On did you hear him address it though on the song? To whom it may concern the song. Yes, I did. Okay, see, it, you know, his he has mixed kids. Yes, he does. But what's the he, thing? He's saying you can have. Mixed kids and still be racist. Yeah, fact. You can't like like during slavery, man. You had white folks raping black women all the damn time, right? Like, but did they raise those kids like they were their own kids? Well, look, man. Once again, there's layers to this shit. It's not just one. Oh well, shit. I got black kids. Okay, well, how do you feel about them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like right. it's levels to. Is what I'm saying. However, I kind of relate to Yellow Wolf because I'm from the same area he's from. I'm from the deep south, south. right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a... You always say that. If you're from the south, man, you, you know what I'm talking about, the social pressure. You kind of have a different connection with the Confederate flag, flag and, and different aspects of the south because you grew up around it. Like, not saying you rock with it because I don't rock with the Confederate flag. I think it's a fucking racist-ass symbol. However... But it, it represents your struggle. Right? Not, not even like that. Everything you've been through. Right? Not even that. It's just, it's a cornerstone of the South because once again, I am a firm believer in rights and your freedom to express yourself. Even if you're mm -hmm. a racist, bigoted asshole, right? And some people, they're not trying to be racist, bigoted asshole by rocking with the flag, but just by proxy of you rocking with the flag, that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. You're, you're representing that. Like you as a person might not feel like, yo, I'm with that. I'm just doing this because it's part of my history, quote unquote. But by doing that, by proxy, you're representing and propping up a whole nation of people who was basically racist assholes and fought for, for slavery, right? But but, 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 on the flip side, it doesn't really affect me that much because I grew up around it. Like in Memphis, dude, it's a place called Nathan Benefit Forest Park. I think it's tore down now. But Nathan huh. Benefit Forest is literally the founder of the KKK. And that man what? had a part. Oh, yeah. yeah the founder yeah. the founder is from there? The founder of the KKK is buried in a park. Ah, oh, that's right. They had the riots. Yeah. So, right, I mean, right. Okay. That, the, the massacre, right? That, yeah. that, that was the thing, right? So, uh, he's in, that guy's in Memphis. Yeah. I remember going to that park. And I'm like, whoa, why do we got this guy right here? So, it's something we grew up with. Spit on the grave? No, nah, I did not, man. But <laughs> yeah. this is something we grew up with in the South being black. So it's a different connection. Matter of fact, I got homies, like white friends, who just rock with the Confederate flag. And I'm just like, eh, I don't rock with it, but they're good people. Because more than one thing can be true. It's a, it's a complicated situation. So like, I'm kind of a contradiction because I'm the guy who loves Royce the 5'9". I worship at the altar of Royce the 5'9". But I also like Me Yellow too. Wolf. <laughs> I, I will join you. I will join you, bro. But if I had to choose between Yellow Wolf and Royce, Royce. the 5'9", I'm sorry, bro. Royce. All day. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we're I'm going to that altar. Of oh Royce. yeah, I worship at the altar of Royce. Like Yellow Wolf, I like Yellow Wolf, but yeah, if I had to choose now, between Yellow Wolf and Royce, Royce all day. Yellow Wolf, I the, the thing about the Confederate flag is the not just the thing the way that the way that you broke it down is how almost every well, is not every but so many artists from the South break it down that way too, like Paul did. I did it. Yeah, okay. he was like he was like. I have a different relationship with it because from from the south, and he did admit though he was like, uh, it was like, well, have you ever seen it hanging in a you know, like 
in a black black man's house, you know, kind of thing. He's like, uh, guess I have. <laughs> Not ain't for us. But but he doesn't have a problem with it. Apparently, once again, me. I definitely would not rock that because... <laughs> okay, here's the thing, right? This that, That's the flip side. You go to somebody like a kid rock or somebody from the North, it's like, yo, you're not even from this area. What what, what What's your excuse? Like, what, what are you doing? It's like people will wrap mm. themselves in that flag of a loser-ass nation that was only around for five years and be like, it's history. Man, we talked about... Yeah, it's bitter bunch of bitter losers, Yeah, man, right? a bunch of suckers. Like, it's the loser flag. You're literally rocking the flag of losers. Music, yeah. Uh, okay, so once again, Yellow Wolf, dope ass artist, but uh, yeah, I don't rock with a lot of the shit he does, but he's a good artist. Like I said, people will shit on me. A lot of people don't like Yellow Wolf. I like him. Man, I, I like Yellow Wolf too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, man, I like his voice, his flow. He kind of sounds like me in a way, according to you. You said that when we had to choose similar artists for uh, Pandora, you remember? Yeah, I was yeah. like, Royce the Five Nine. And you're like, sorry, nah. buddy. Not really. Like, no. You're like, sorry, buddy. Not really seeing it. And now I understand why. Because you were a Royce the Five Nine fan. That was your favorite rapper, too. And now you understand why I said that. That was my favorite rapper, too, bro. Okay, here's the thing, right? If I could rap like anybody in the world, I would want to rap like Royce the Five Nine. But I cannot rap like Royce the Five Nine. But I have I I do have Royce lines. The beauty of Royce to five nine is he can string together words in such a way that can be profound while being simple. Like a lot of rappers, they 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 fall into this category where they try to be lyrical and they use these big and it uh, goes over your head. Yeah, they try to use big words to intentionally go over your head to look profound. But Royce can put the shit together that anybody can understand, and it's still profound. It's like, yo, I just didn't think about putting it together like that. And like uh, you've told me, a real smart person can break something down for a stupid. <laughs> yes, that's the sign of intelligence. Is not like using these big ass words. Yeah, it's how can you break it down to somebody who is maybe not on your level can understand? Because that's the thing. The trick is right. People run that game, that hustle on you. They use these big words. You know, like. Uh, that uh, idiot, so- that idiot we yeah, was yeah, arguing with, like yeah, trying to use words in the thesaurus. I'm like, dude, it's obvious you're going in the thesaurus to, to find words. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the word like, <sighs> you are actually going in a thesaurus to find big words. You should have suddenly, you know, all right, no more code switching. <laughs> well, okay, his thing, right? Like, no, it's been hilarious. It's like, that- okay, now, now let's see if you can meet me on this level. But you don't, you don't want to ruin your. I understand. And that's one thing that I have to explain to a lot of people. And one of the reasons why I respect you, you know, because you're, you know, you saw what the stereotype did here when you came here. That's why I stopped saying the N word. Yeah. I stopped yeah. saying the N word and rap. I, I, tell when I, came to Japan. I, I was telling my mom that yesterday. I was like, I have never heard him use that word once. I, I might have, but the thing is, see, you save it for a time that when you use it, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was the thing. You, you uh, see, you see, what I'm saying. Uncle Stash actually taught me that. Like, he's like, dude, he was listening to my rap. Like, Uncle Stash is a a good supporter, sixty year old white guy, right? He was listening to my music, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know what? I like your rap, but you're cussing too much. And I was like, what? He's like, dude, you're you losing like? the power. Oh, you do you? Yeah, to me, he's like, look, you don't. The, now I don't. Ha ha. See, now I don't. But I did originally, and he made a good point. He was like, look, if you cuss 
every two lines and lose the power when you do. So I was like, you're right. And it's the same thing with the N-word, like any word. If you say the word over and over and over again, it kind of loses its power. You yeah, know, it loses its luster. Sure. So when I do cuss in my raps, you like, oh, I can hear it. And plus, it got to a point for me, it was just like, I was leaning way too much on the cuss words. Like, you know how motherfuckers, uh, right there, motherfuckers, suckers, cuckers, bitch, snitch, rich, ditch, dick. It's like, yo, you just leaning on cuss words. You have no, yeah. like, when people start freestyling, it's always- I don't know why. I, they always want to rhyme the cuss words. Dude, dude, that's the thing. When people right. start freestyling. Because that's the default thing. I come a man, I kill a bitch. I know I want a bitch. I know I want a shit. It's like, yo, can you put together a complete thought without cussing? And that was my whole thing. I was like, I had to challenge myself. Like, yo, when I write these rhymes now, I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to say the N-word, but I'm going to try to get the same point across. <laughs> but shut up and dribble. You definitely use that N word, but see, you you even added a hard R. R, yeah, I had. To, I was, was like, purpose. oh my god, right? And it hit. R. It hit. Holy shit! It, it hit, hit when you heard it. Like, oh, it. yeah, it hit. That's that's the beauty of music. Remember, I was play, remember I was playlisting right, and uh, one girl was like, "Shut up and dribble" is the best song. And I think did I take that? Yeah, man, she she really liked that song. Yeah, it would be on El Spadio too. <laughs> Yo, man, anyone out there that's listening right now, I think it's pretty safe to say, no, not pretty. It is safe to say. If he died, if Elspade dies, hopefully he doesn't. Damn. After he releases Elspadia 2, then his legacy will be left behind and he will have made his own genre of rap. Uh, well, damn. I hope I don't die now, man. Thanks for putting the pressure on me. Somebody gonna be like, man, no, fuck Elspadia no, 2. No, 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 no. I didn't put the pressure on you because it's already... You already, you know, what I've heard already is enough. Yeah, okay, that album's basically done, yeah, but... um, um, What I've heard already is enough, bro. Like, it's, you you really did kind of make your own lane there. And I really respect that, because it's not easy. Once again, that goes back to, like, the music, when you're saying, like, is music real or not? Uh, I think real is a relevant term, but I think um, hip-hop itself right now has gotten to a point everything is homogenous and homogeneous. Like, everybody's copying off everybody. Everybody's doing, like, waiting on something new. Like, it's hard to, like, do something new because some people won't gravitate to it. But we're getting to this point in hip-hop where everybody's just taking, 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 and nobody's giving anything back, you know? And I I don't knock any of these young artists. Like, if you um singing or doing a lot of auto-tune stuff, because the paradigm had to shift. Matter of fact, it's amazing that hip-hop is still the number one genre around the world. Bro. Bro, how many years has it been? Because I Way wasn't. Too many. Um, I wasn't. Because <laughs> you know me, I didn't get onto music till I had access to it, right? So right that was when I was fifteen. So I was listening to old rap first, and that's why I was catching up bit by bit till now, and that's why I have no interest in this new generation of rap. But how long has it been on top now? See, that's the thing, right? I would say I would make the argument personally, that hip-hop has been the dominant genre at least since 95. At least. I mean, it's been the number one genre. You can make an argument in 90. Uh, that's your Tupacs. Around your Tupacs and your Biggies. Right, right. Um, but when did Big O drop Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous? The Poor and Dangerous. He was better than Biggie. He was better than Pac. Sorry. 
Do you think so? I said it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Think about it. Think about, like, Street Struck, fed up with that bullshit. See, I don't be- understand it. The, these songs still have messages. It wasn't all just the devil's son. It wasn't all just um, about robbing people, you know, mm-hmm. and shit like that. See, Big L actually came out with that album in 1995, if I'm not mistaken. So like I said, that's around the time I would say hip hop was taking over. Right? 95 was like, was it? And okay, people get mad oh. when I say this about Pac. Can you ma- Oh, okay. Yeah. Pac was not a better rapper than Biggie, and he, he wasn't that great of a rapper. Now, once again, hear me out, people. Hear me out. I know some people are gonna shoot at me, but there's not rappers me. now that are way better than Pac ever was. Like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, they are rapping circles around. Tupac. But I know some of you guys who love Tupac, it ain't about logics. It's about love. So if you think Tupac is the greatest rapper in the world, cool. You can have that. I'm just saying, technically, there's a lot of rappers out here better than Tupac and Biggie was one of them. I'm sorry. For sure, for sure. I really liked a lot of Pac's um, order stuff. Lyrically. Before he started rhyming, this is a, this is a Pac rhyme scheme. Before every song had memories, Hennessy, enemies, enemies. Uh, oh, wait, wait, okay. Come on, come on. Memories, yeah, memories. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I think there's one more. Remember me, remember me. Remember me. Remember me. Memories. Remember me. Remember me, right? Yeah. There's a lot of Pac rhyme schemes. Um, Heaven, Mac 11. That's definitely a Pac line. Oh, okay, this one. Young, black male. What, what comes after? Crack sale. Crack sale. Pack jails. <laughs> Pack jails. That is so Tupac. It shows um, you that I did. I did listen to Tupac though. All right. So here's the thing, right? Like '91 Tupac, right? When Tupac Lives Now came out, you had mm. Trapped. Trapped was a good song with Shout. It G was. In there. It was. Uh, Brenda's had a baby. Brenda got a baby. That was a damn that good song, right? Uh, I, I get around was on that album. Great, great, great. No, that was a think, good track for chilling. Yeah. I don't know for if like, that was on Tupac Lives. Getting around, yeah. I don't know if it was on Tupac Lives, but that was a good song. Um, right, Papa song. I love Papa song. Underrated song. What was it? Was it Digital Underground? Uh, I I get around still. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was still with Digital Underground around that time, right? Like the break yeah. off didn't really uh happen until uh the Me Against the World, and um then the Isle Eyes on Me. Oh, okay. So I think Me Against because... the World was the break from Digital Underground. However, he was still like rocking with him. I think Shock G never stopped like fucking with Tupac, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Mm. Somebody, if I'm wrong, let me know. But um, Tupac lives now strictly for my uh, my N words. Oh, Holler, if you hear me, was a good song. Yeah, Holler, if you hear me, was great. And I think God, that was on yeah, strictly was for my N words. Tupac lives now. I ain't gonna lie, Tupac lives now only had like two good songs. Well, three, if you count, if my homies call. It was Trapped, Brenda's Got a Baby. And if my homies call, if I'm not mistaken, I get around was on strictly for my N words. I did like so. <laughs> Funny, I have to say, it. I mean, yeah, you have to say that every time. Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade? Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. All you guys should be bowing down to DJ Paul because y'all his sons. Not DJ just Paul DJ Paul, not just DJ Paul, man. But I mean DJ Paul, DJ Paul too, of course. But I mean 
man, I was just thinking earlier, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you said 95. Didn't mm-hmm. the resurrection drop in 95? I think it did, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. And imagine if the resurrection like blew up in 95. It would have been crazy. Well, okay, one thing you gotta understand about Memphis rap, right? We had a phase when it was just all devil shit. Like it, it was a, a dark time for like the genesis of of all this music you're hearing now is because of Memphis. Like the triplet style format of rap music, the all minor chords, how music got dark. Cause before like Memphis, all the music was kind of upbeat. There wasn't anybody just really utilizing the D minor chords or AKA the devil chords. It wasn't this is using everyone, those. This is for everyone listening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like that wasn't this. the thing. The trap beats, the trap drums, the snap, like it was one drum machine that everybody in Memphis used to use. It was called, uh, what was it? No, it was the Boss DR DR five, DR five. Like that was the the drum machine we all used. Like ask the homie Ricky about that. Man, we all was trying to get that done. But like all those snaps and kicks and the trap format and the triple that nah. all comes from Paul and Juicy and not even Paul and Juicy. Tommy Wright well, third D- Zerg, DJ Squeaky Squeaky Squeaky. Um, the- yeah, I mean, like Squeaky was a really a profound beat maker, way ahead of his time. He doesn't, him, get, he doesn't get the props that he deserves. Yeah, him, Tommy Wright the Third, rhyme scheme, like these folks are really just legends. I'll even Tommy go far. Wright, as, Tom, Tommy Wright the Third is a great rapper. Honestly. He is. I'll go far as saying like even people like little known people like Kino, uh, was a damn good rapper and beat maker, right? Like these I'm guys. I'm waiting for you to send me Kino's album because you keep telling you tell me he's good. I know he has to be good. Don't tell him I said this. <laughs> but yeah, Kino was one of the best rappers I, I know. Uh, Delivery-wise. So how am I going to be able to listen to his music then? How can I go approach him and say, hey, bro, Marcus told me that you're super, you're the best rapper. I can say the best rapper. He's just a good rapper. When I would run out of music sometimes, I would come to you, right? Yes. And you put me on Tom Ski. Yes. You put me on um, Criminal Man. Man, he's still going hard. Criminal Man is a monster out here in these streets. Like these he are folks is a that really they they really influenced Atlanta. Cause before Memphis, dude, Atlanta was making like uh booty music. And I don't mean that like it's a pejorative term. I'm just talking about yeah, that making he doesn't, booty he doesn't music. Mean that, he doesn't mean that as in garbage. Yeah, I mean y'all was making booty music, like stuff you shake your booty to. Exactly you know? that. And I, I think I, that was y'all Steve's. Like they could tell you, like the whole Kronk style. It's just a ripoff of Memphis Get Buck style. That's all it is, yeah. dude. Like, Matter it, of fact, I saw Big Yo comment this. He said that when he moved to Atlanta at, at the beginning, before they had changed their style in record stores, there would always be a Memphis rap section. Yes. Yes. And I was like, wow. I will argue, man, that the style now, the modern day style of hip hop now, is all for Memphis. You're welcome, Mrs. Styles. So, Mrs. Styles, you had Live By Your Rep. Live by your rep was like some ultimate dark. dark shit, right? Still, uh, Tommy Wright the third had the best disc. He did for the bone. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you got now I'm high, which was oh, on. My then you got fucking with the click, super dark. Oh, very dark. Uh, got a touch oh, of dark so as hell. Dark. Big that business. Was Black's first song he rapped on. Mm-hmm. Big business, right? Even porno movie was Great dark song. as hell, right? <laughs> Like, Porno Movie was dark as hell. Tear the Club Up was dark as hell. You're going to be honest. Tear the Club Up was... Dark as hell. Bum, okay. bum, 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 bum. 
you just go to the catalog about like, like if you go to some of Gangster Pat stuff, not Project Pat, but Gangster Pat, yo, that Satanic Versus, oh, Deadly Versus, not Satanic Versus, Deadly Versus. That Deadly Versus album was, woo. If you look at the genesis of Memphis rap for me, most of, because Memphis right slapped dead in the middle. So, but most of Memphis people got Bro, their can influences. I beat you to it? Can I beat go you ahead. to it? Go ahead. I think I, I think I know what it is. I think I know what you're going to say. Because I hear, I heard it even in Al Capone. Um, the synths and stuff like that, kind of West Coasty. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then it slowly evolved into its own sound. Mm-hmm. Like most of the influence for most people who uh, made beats and rap is all West Coast influence. I mean, because the East Coast really doesn't start until you get to like Atlanta and then, you know, and I ain't going to say Atlanta. Like, it's weird because the East Coast is prominent like around your Pennsylvania's, your Philly, because... I think we can all agree the East Coast focused a lot more on lyrics. Oh, definitely. Like, the, the, the problem with the East Coast was, and here's the thing for me personally, I was one of the... I was one of the rare cases where I actually gravitated more towards the East at first. Besides, with the exception of Pac, my whole thing was I leaned towards East Coast style and making beats, which was uh, basically loop-based. You take a sample, you loop it, and then you put drums behind it. I was It's kind of a lazy form of making beats. I don't care who say it. Like, the shit didn't really pop off until, like, the Diplomat started. Well, that's a different story. But until the Diplomat started chopping <laughs> beats and stuff like that. But, like, my thing was, like, I was such a Tupac fan that I didn't even listen to Biggie. And then when after Biggie died, and this is so embarrassing, but after Biggie died, I went back and listened to the, his albums, and I, and I, it hurt me. I'm like, I missed out. Like, I was so damn stupid buying into this media-fed East Coast, West Coast war that I didn't listen to this great-ass rapper who was technically better than Pop. And it hurt me. I was like, yo. And that's like the, the beginning where I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to everything. Seriously, that was mm. that was the time I was like, you know what? Because before that, mm. it was just Memphis rap and West Coast. Well, not even West Coast. It was Memphis rap and Pac. <laughs> you know, mm. that was it. Yeah, then, I, I went through a big Pac phase too. Actually. Maybe NWA was sprinkled in there, so smattering of that. But like after the 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 East Coast West Coast media led shooting thing, and I I didn't listen to Biggie, and I actually listened to Biggie and found out he was better than Pac. I was like, yeah, I'm listening to everything now. See me, I'm lucky because I wasn't around any of that bullshit. It like, definitely uh, was bullshit. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it was bullshit. It was, it me- was the, it the media. The media was encouraging it to make record sales. No. Not, not, it wasn't about record sales, man. It was to demonize rap music and black people. It wasn't about record sales, man. Ah, uh, to make it like this music is harmful. Look, man, the thing is, they branded that shit as gangster rap. We didn't do the East Coast, West Coast thing. It was turf war because it sensationalized everything. Right. It was like, yeah. Come on, now. It's like, look at these violent uh, black people. They got right, a war right. across the United States. And it really, really, really hurt rap. Well, hell, we're getting close to an hour, man. I don't want to leave on a depressing note. So before we leave, man, please tell the people about you, K-Rider, where they can find you and how they can uh, be a part of your movement. All right, guys, if you... um, Okay, (laughs) this is going to be edited. Thank God. Sorry, (laughs) I wasn't expecting this. Um, Please like my Facebook page. That's K-Rider. No uh, period in there. Just... Capital K space capital R Ider K Rider. Um, 
please follow me on Instagram at K underscore writer underscore displaced. Please um, check out my Spotify page, K Writer, and follow that. Uh, follow my playlist, K Writer, all songs in one spot. Since I'm all over the place doing features and stuff, you know, everything is in one place. And please, if you know someone named Kevin Ryder, he <laughs> somehow owns all my music on YouTube. I don't know how this happened. So please just punch him in the face if you see him for me. Send me a picture. Yeah, I, love, fuck, I would love you. Fuck Kevin Ryder. Kingdom come. Also, yeah. um, if I'm not mistaken, you're actually doing an outlet for um, rappers who want to have their song playlisted now, right? Yes, sir. Matter, matter of fact, can I? Please. You are too. <laughs> you are too. DJL Spade is too. So am I. And it's pretty simple. All you got to do is hit me up at, uh, at the information I just gave you. If I like your music, I will playlist it. I will stream it. I will listen to it if I like it. And I'm not that picky. I, you know, preferably hip hop. Anyway, um, all I need is for you to like the playlist and follow it. And I need you to please stream it at least once because in exchange, I am going to be, I have a lot of people, I have, I have friends that are going to be streaming you. So you're going to be getting a whole lot of something for nothing. Not for nothing. We asked for your attention. We asked for you to do that. What K. Ryder just said. Facts, facts. But facts, that's facts. one good not outlet. Not for nothing. Yeah, we're just using the outlet because I think it's so hard for Basically, I'm only asking you to do it once, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing it. So it's hard for up and coming artists to have an outlet to get this stuff heard and to get into the algorithm. So, like one good thing about you doing the playlist is it gives people an opportunity to be heard. Because, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, look, the main thing creative people want to do is have their stuff heard and spread out. Mm -hmm. there. So, if one hand can watch the other, recognition. Mm -hmm. So you can listen to that playlist. And we listen to your songs and we can put it on the playlist and get you out there, then we all helping each other, man. Now, one more thing that's great about this playlist and Marcus's, uh, DJ Spades, is that we don't put, okay, I don't want to say this, but shitty artists on our, you know, playlist. We put actual good rappers. So the way Spotify works is with the algorithms, similar artists won't be, uh, what's a whack rapper name? Um, little, little whack little little whack ass <laughs> you know some you you'll have good people on the similar artists which could be me and if i'm whack forgive me if it's if you think el spade is whack please forgive me yeah so here's the thing right and i'm, I'm glad you said that because i think we need to give some game weight to the people right so you're right how, we've how, been holding it how to the, be sold not to be told but you know but, what you're gonna show a little love and give you guys the game right so how the spotify algorithm works right it works by everything you see on the damn mm -hmm. screen, right? So if you open up your Spotify window right now, you have a library, you have a, a playlist tab, and then um, you also have your window where you see everything, right? So whenever you create a playlist, the follows you have on Spotify will dictate how mm -hmm. many people go into your release radar. So you want people to follow you on Spotify. So when you actually put out a song, those people who are following you get a notification, right? And then when that song gets saved or played, it, automatically goes into the algorithm but to boost that song in the algorithm you need to get playlisted now here's the thing right buying streams are dumb as fuck because this is what happens dumb. you buy those streams 
and those folks don't care. So they're playing you against a bunch of other artists who are not known and not really getting any traction. So two things happen. First, you get linked to those artists you don't know who music may be whack and not to the same mm-hmm. level as yours. And on the second side, it's digging you down the algorithm because all those fake streams are not getting to real people. So nobody's getting uh, to know you and, and discover radar because that's can another more, algorithm. Can I add two more notes? Please. Also, these fake streams are probably coming from fake accounts. Now, fake. if I say fake account, I mean non-premium. Those only pay half, if I they remember. They pay half, right. yes. They only pay half. If they listen for one minute. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe they don't. If they listen for 30 seconds, it counts as a stream, but not monetized. And now, on top, on top also, of that, I'm sorry, I cut you off, I'm sorry. And on top of that, Spotify has new technology now to tell when streams are fake. I just had to throw that in there. Go ahead. Yeah. Also, this is the thing. If you buy fake streams, how the hell are you going to know how far you're getting? Right. Right. It's better you don't know to do where to target. Work. You're gonna pay, you're gonna put money into ads. You want to know where people are listening to you, or where is right. You know what territory is good. Take take you know think think dope game. <laughs> yeah, you gotta think dope game. And take the thing over. You rather have an ecosystem, a small ecosystem of a hundred people who actually fuck with you, than an inflated number of oh, nine thousand sure. listeners in all those things. Dope game. Because the problem is right. A lot of you guys start believing your own bullshit. You buy those fake streams and you see 10,000 monthly listeners. You actually think you got 10,000 monthly listeners. And most of those are bots and fake accounts. And like I said, you may get half because some of these accounts are not premium or you might not get any money at all because, like I said, Spotify has a way of detecting that now. So you got to look at that. When you're talking about trying to get out there in the Spotify algorithm and getting to, like, discover... um, Discover Weekly. That's an algorithmic playlist, and that depends on the people you're linked to. So if you're in a playlist full of, like, booty-ass rappers who nobody knows... That's who you're going to be linked to. That's who you're going to be linked to, and if nobody listens to those people, you're not going to get in Discover Weekly. Never. Never. And when we're in Discover Weekly, we tend to get on, like, 10 to 15 playlists from that. Like, people just add us to their playlist because they're real people. So think about strategically. Not to brag. No, like I said, we ain't shit. Mark is just, yeah, we ain't shit, man. We ain't shit. We're just, we're learning as we go. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, up and coming guy, you buying streams, that ain't going to help. You be better off taking that money. You're going to pay for those fake streams and actually get you an ad, some ads, some Facebook ads, some Instagram ads, so you can actually start getting in front of people. Matter of fact, I'll do you one better. If you take that money... L Spade is actually going into full production after he puts out L Spadia 2. Now, L Spade <laughs> can mix, master. He can distribute. He can do graphics. He can do visualizers, cover, artwork. Does he like to do all these things? Some of them he likes to do, some of them he doesn't like to do as much, but everything is negotiable, fair prices. And if you want to feature him or you want to feature me, you can always holler at me. And I'm not insane about money. I'm not like these other rappers out here that are like, well, uh, uh, I need a million dollars because, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. And another thing with you rappers, I'm glad you brought that up real quick. Let me just go ahead and touch on that, right? Um, Please do. Features. Nah. Know your value, know your worth. So if you want to charge for a feature in the song, that's cool. 
However, if I go on your Spotify, your Apple Music, and your YouTube page, and you only got like five views on YouTube, and you only got 20 monthly listeners on Spotify, and 100 followers on Instagram, fuck you. I'm not paying you shit, bro. Because at that point, you're getting more out of me. Mm-hmm. We're helping you, you know, well, well, we'd be helping that person more. Yes. Then they'd be helping us, and we're paying for it? Yes. And also, now, it's different if it's King Gordy. King right. Gordy, we love you. Love you, King Gordy. And also on the flip side, man, if you are a rapper and you're not putting money into promo every month, like as an entity, if you're not doing promo every month or willing to help the person that you're collabing with to promo your song, you're a fucking oh, loser. Yeah. You're, you're a jerk. Because me, me, I would rather get uh, paid less money and have that person promote more because time means more to me than money. Facts. I, li- I, I live in the overworking capital of the world. Like me and Marcus, people don't see it, but sometimes we stay up all night. Not just when K Ryder plays with his nose or whatever. I mean, sometimes I'm fucking sober. A lot of times. Staying up all night just to finish something. And Marcus is too. It, man, it takes work ethic is, I, don't, I can't stress how important it is. Right. It, it will get you further than talent at this yeah. point. Yes. And, and this, and and this money. is us. Like we only get like, I think we have a consistent like three to 4,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, Me, right? I got, right now I got 4,000, I got 481 followers on Spotify and I got 4,706 monthly listeners. And I think I only have like at the moment, I don't think I have that many to be honest. I think I only have like a thousand monthly Ooh, HL Spadia 2 drops though. I mean, maybe, I mean, I think, how many do I have? Like, I have right now, at this juncture, followers on Spotify. I only have, uh, well, I have 1,345 monthly listeners. All real. Mm-hmm. And That's the most important part. Yeah, they're all real. Not flashing out about that. And I have 961 followers on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, dude, like, it's a slog. But I have a thousand monthly listeners consistently. K Ryder does a little bit better than me because he raps in Japanese too. So he has a consistent two to three thousand monthly listeners. And that's not shit. Also, guys. also, that's the, yeah, it's not shit. But it's not just the Japanese. It's also because recently, once again, features, it's who you feature. Mm-hmm. I, I featured uh, King Gordy, who's got quite a few monthly listeners on his page. Uh, I don't, how much was it? 14,000 or something like that. We had a good deal going and it was really a dream come true for me because I was a sneak since I was 15. And surprisingly, I, I was very surprised to see that it ended up number two in his popular section. Popular is decided by how many people listen to it in, uh, how many people listen to it, how many times and what span of time. Mm-hmm. And that's the point we're making. Like, look, if you're going to collab with people, because collaborations are great. Just make sure you have a plan on how you're going to deal with those people. If you're a type of person who claims to be an independent artist on a label and you have no like budget for monthly promo or a promotion plan, let me just make this clear, right? A monthly budget could be as low as $20 a month. Mm-hmm. It could be $20 well, a month. That can you go put it yourself. Yeah. It's just how you spend it and where you're spending it on. Also, there's a bunch of free promo. If you're not spending any money on promo, you better be ready to do a lot of legwork and free shit. Oh, boy. A lot of it. Oh, man. And that's just free game I, for everybody. I know it's appreciated, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, <laughs> just as I appreciate good. Marcus. Marcus free game. gives me material. I push it. Yeah. It's free game for you guys, man. Do what you want with it. Take the advice. You ain't got to use it. But that's the Common Knowledge Podcast. Just a man doing the best he can with what he got. Please be sure to check out K Rider's new album, All This and More, streaming on all digital streaming service providers. Also, Check out my show, The Random Show, with Alex Les Caliber Hunter. What we Hilarious. talk about? Thank you. What we talk about? Random shit. And Pimpin uh, Tokyo, versus Simpin. Pimpin versus Simpin, baby. And Tokyo Stash and Spade. You guys be safe. We out.